Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family. A Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. The family we know is God's central power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop Ari Jackson. I'm excited to be here with you again. Our message today is, we are unashamed of the gospel. Our study title is the word. We are unashamed of the word of God. Our key verse is found in the book of Romans chapter one, verses 16 through 21. I want to welcome my co-host Bishop R.A. Jackson. Welcome Bishop Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He will join us at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Families of God, open up your Bible and turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 1, starting at verse number 16. And it reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. Verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Family of God, unbelief has its consequences. It has consequences. So in Romans, we read clearly that we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, of the truth of Christ, of the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes in Christ as their savior to the Jew first and also to the Greek for it is in the gospel. The righteousness of God is revealed family of God. We can stop right there, but there's something about it springing up from faith and leading to faith. In other words, springing up from the beginning of faith in God and leading to faith in Jesus disclosed in a way that awakens us to even more faith as it is written and forever remains written. The just and upright shall live by faith. Somebody shout amen. Family of God, we must come to grips with the fact and it remains true that the word of God, it works. The word warns us about worshiping the creation more than the creator. It warns us that we need to have reverent respect for the word of God. If we're expecting the holiness of his power to work in our lives, we cannot think that we could launch our abuse and our backwards faith. Come on, somebody on the working power 
of a holy God and he should just accept it. So today we come up a little higher. We understand that the word is full of examples of those who tried to do this family of God and they were unsuccessful. Today we want to tackle the cunning drum that it's not working, that it's not working, but rather you have not started it yet. The conundrum, the conundrum, the problem, the dilemma, when we say that it's not working, it's not working when I tried this, it didn't work when I tried that. But saints of God, we have to ask the question, have you started? Have you really started it yet? It's not that it's not working, but rather have you started it yet? Family of God, remember, years in church is not starting the race. Working in ministry is not starting the race. Coming to church since you were a child is not starting the race. Starting the race is when we live unashamed according to the word of God, loving the word and being obedient without the messiness of having our own will represented. Paul tells us and gives us an excellent example that he had the forgiveness of God for some unfathomable sins. Paul had the favor of God that Jesus came to visit him after the resurrection and he had the spirit of God. He could be beaten, shipwrecked in stone and still preach a sermon, saints of God. Paul is accounted for writing the majority of the New Testament family of God. When it came to the ranking among the disciples, he came from the back to the front, from the bottom to the top. And he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We don't hear about his personal opinions. Paul laid them down. We don't hear about him just saying. We don't hear about him contracting and contrasting with leaders. He knew what he gave to God. He would have to deal with even to his death. Christ told Paul in the beginning, this is what my will is for you, that I may show my power through you. Starting the race is to know that one day, We will all see Jesus as he is, the son of the only living God, and no flesh can glory in his presence. We must work to get rid of the work of the flesh. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 says, Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, shall amen. Family of God, remember, in our perfected state, when the Father would visit us and take care of us and provide it for us and made all things work for us, was in the Garden of Eden, and even then we were naked and not ashamed. Bible scholars say the reason Paul was not ashamed of the gospel is because it had the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, including the Jew first and then the Gentile Paul is not ashamed of the gospel because of its power. Paul is not ashamed of the gospel because it offers salvation. Somebody shout, Amen. Family of God, God's power, God's power, when combined with our faith, opens up and produces revelations. Revelations. God said in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. We must come up a little higher and know that Satan knows all about the power when we glorify God. This was his previous employment. Lucifer became so impressed with his own beauty, intelligence, and power, and position that he began to desire for himself the honor and glory that belonged to God alone. 
This pride represents the actual beginning of sin in the universe. According to Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, he became corrupt and his name changed from Lucifer, morning star to Satan adversary. Fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters were talking about the word, not being ashamed of the word. Jesus says this in St. Luke chapter 9, verse 26. He said, for whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words of him shall the son of man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. Verse 27. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. Jesus is talking. He's talking and using the word ashamed families of God in this season. So often we don't speak up. We don't step up as often as we should. We don't come up. A little higher we become complacent today i'm sharing don't let the fire go out don't let the flames get low we are unashamed of the gospel our question is found in first corinthians chapter 9 first corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 24 it reads know ye not that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize so run that you may obtain our first point is settle it Settle it in your hearts, family of God. Settle it in your spirit that the word of God, it works. Psalms 119, starting at verse number 88, says this. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Verse number 89, Lamed forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. We need to settle it, saints of God. We need to appoint it and fix it and resolve it definitely and conclusively, eternally, that God reigns in our life. Turn with me now to the book of Joshua, chapter 24, starting at verse number 15, and it reads, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in those land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. Verse 18. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwell in the land. Therefore we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Verse number 19. And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions, nor your sins. Verse number 21 reads, And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. Families of God, we see where Joshua is talking to the children of Israel, and he's asking them to settle it. He's telling them that you can't be where you used to be and not where you need to be, that we can't know that God can deliver us from our problems, from bondage, and then continue in our sin. He's saying that God would not allow it. Today, family of God, we need to settle it by the word of God. Family of God, our supporting scripture is found in the book of Deuteronomy 
chapter 30 verses 14 through 20 and it reads but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it see i've set before thee this day life and good and death and evil in that i command thee this day to love the lord thy god to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Verse 17 reads, But if thine heart turn away, so that thou would not hear, but shall be drawn away, and worship other gods, and serve them, I denounce unto you this day, that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day unto you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thou seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob to give them mothers fathers sons and daughters we're talking about settle it we need to appoint we need to fix it we need to resolve definitely and conclusively that the word of God is our standard that the Lord of Lords is the master we serve we need to decide arrange and agree with the word of God in our lives no more flanking to the left or flanking to the right we need to establish it we need to make it non-negotiable we need to put it to work we need to complete it we need to have a clear and precise movement forward in the Lord we need to settle it somebody said we need to go back to that old-time religion where God is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings where nothing can separate us from the love of God Saints of the Most High God settle it Jesus said in st. Luke chapter 21 verse number 12 but before all these they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and unto prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Verse number 14, settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all of your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Verse 16, and ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. Verse 17, and ye shall be hated of all men for my namesake, but there shall not an hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. Let us say, Amen. If we just look at that family of God, Jesus is saying a whole lifetime in verses 12 through 19 and seven verses. Jesus approaches our entire lifetime. He lets us know that there may be some adversities and it should turn to us for a testimony. But he tells us that we must settle it in our hearts. Some things 
family of God, we can try to hold on to. But if it's not settled in our hearts, it doesn't work. There's some things we can try to have faith for. But if it's not settled in our hearts, it will not work. There's some things our vision is fixed on. But if it's not settled in our hearts, it doesn't work. Jesus is telling us to settle our hearts. Settle our hearts. I feel the Lord saying, continue with that. We give up often too easy as families. It may be tough. The going may be rough, but we need to settle it because it's settled. We will mother a little longer. We will father a little longer. We'll be more obedient and more patient to the family. We can pray for our children on a consistent basis. We're never weary doing good because it's settled in our hearts. It's settled in our hearts. I want to encourage somebody this morning. Let it be settled in your heart. We pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Settle it, saints of God. Settle it. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Taking a break from our study today, if you're preparing for worship and route to worship, or maybe you're at home, our message today is, we are unashamed of the gospel. Our study title is the word. We are unashamed of the word of God. Our key verse is found in the book of Romans chapter one, verses 16 through 21. Continuing on with our study, we want to turn to second Kings, second Kings chapter four, starting at verse eight. And it reads, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was, that oft, as he passed by, he turned thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Verse 10, Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Family of God, let us look at this a little closer. The Bible says that there was a day where Elijah is passing through, but there's there's something happening that's settling. He gets to a place where he meets a woman and she constrains him. She she asks him to please come and eat bread. And so whenever he would come by, as often as he would come by, he knew that she would have provisions for him. She knew that he would come by and bless her. But in verse number 10, it gets a little bit to the place of where we want to be today, where some things need to be settled. They need to come to a not only an agreeable end, but we need to start it out in decency. The Bible says that she went to her husband and she said, I perceive this. So let us make him a chamber let us make a place for him family of God that's our cue today when we settle things we make places for them we make priority for them she says let us make a place for him 
and they both provide the furnishings. God is speaking to us in that when we're unashamed, when we're not concerned, when we're completely resolved, when we're dedicated and motivated, we've settled it where everyone knows and everything around us gets with the fact that Jesus Christ, he is King of Kings and Lord of Lord of our lives. When they can get with the fact that they know that it's in God that we live, we move and have our being opportunity can then present itself. The Bible says that the man of God ask his servant, they've been so good to us. And I'm summarizing, what can we do for them? What can we do for them? Somebody knows where I'm going. And the servant Gehazi says, I've looked around. They seem to have a lot and everything of everything, but they don't have a child. And the Bible says that he calls the Shudamite woman to him. And she stood before him in verse number 12 and verse number 13. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? What is thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. Somebody today needs to wait for it. Wait for it. The Bible says in verse number 14, and he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door and he said about the season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thy man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elijah had said unto her, according to the time of life fathers mothers sons and daughters this is where we begin to leap for joy there's something about the word of God that we don't have to be ashamed we don't have to have any reservations we don't have to have any hesitations it works the Bible says that she came when he called her that's for another day she came when he called her and she received a blessing not a blessing that she could put together for herself but a blessing that she had longed for and the Bible says that God did did according just as Elijah had received it that God did it somebody today can just walk with that God did it then he'll do it today and he'll do it tomorrow what he did for you before oh bless God he will do it for you again I wonder what would happen faith family if we would just settle it if we'd stop moving to and fro and if we'd stop going up and down if if we just stay focused and set our face like flint if we would just settle it in our spirit what would happen when we walked when we met when we made room for the word of God somebody now gets where I'm going I'm saying that there's a place where we need to settle we need to not just accept it but respect it not just respect it but go ahead and stretch out in it it's a space that God has for you when we settle it we don't have to get to a place where we feel pressured into a demonstration that does not produce the power of God. What happens when we just settle for Jesus, when we settle with Jesus and we settle in the power of Jesus? 
I'm not referencing the settling where you settle down or you take those things that may be non-commingled and they begin to coagulate. I'm talking about the settling in which you put a stake in the ground and said, this land belongs to me. You put a measuring rod on the ground and said, this is the land that God has given me. You sign the contract and say, this property belongs to me. This business, this child, hallelujah, this family is my family. Family, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Somebody today, we need to go ahead and say, Lord, put a fence all around it. Let's settle it. Many sermons have been preached about the Shulamite woman. We know the story goes on to say that son, well, he grew up and became a boy. The boy goes to work in a field with his father and he gets sun exposure. And the Bible says that the father sends him back by servant to the mother and he dies. The Bible says, on her knees in verse number 20. When I read that for the first time, somebody know it. I shouted. I got so excited. It reminded me, God, when I find myself as a mother, as a wife, a sister, when trouble comes, I can get on my knees and there's something about it. Even if it looks like there's no life, the Bible says she carried him inside and she asked her servants for a donkey. I need to talk to you on another day about how can there be an emergency and we still do things in decency and in order. She didn't ask for a horse, saints of God. Somebody knows where I'm going. The Bible says she could have got a chariot, but instead she got a donkey and she hurried to the man of God. If you know the end of the story, you know that he sent the servant before him. She came to him. She didn't leave him. She persisted. She submitted. She stayed in her place in decency. The Bible says that Elijah sent his servant before him to the house and gave him his staff. I'm in second Kings chapter four, verse number 31, the staff and laid it upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Nothing happened. Saints of God. But this is where I want us to go today. She had settled it. She had ran in decency and in order. There's something about it that even after we're settled, we have to remember God has put all things in order and we must be in order. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. I'm about verse number 32. And the Bible says that when Elijah came to the house, the child was dead. We've gone from a place of left. She left her son. She's back with the prophet. Her son is dead. And the place I want us to get to today is where the Bible says that he went in and shut the door. Elijah went in and shut the door and he lay upon the child and he put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands and stretched himself out upon the child and the flesh waxed warm. But the Bible says that he turned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. The Bible says he called Gehazi and said, call this Shudamite. So he called her and she came and she took up her son somebody today there's a there's a word from the lord about being unashamed 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 of the gospel not being concerned about what it feels like to persistently pursue the purposes of god 
for your life as families of God today. We're going to need that divine persistence as families of God. We're going to need that divine strength. I pray today that we move on and come up a little higher and be unashamed of the gospel of Christ. Praise the Lord. Bishop, while the spirit of God is still moving, will you please come and say a prayer for our families? Let us pray. Lord God, your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us, making much room for much power, not our own might, but your might. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit. We want to taste and experience more of the death and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure by the power of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We stand on the word of God today knowing that we do not speak in the words which men's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spirit things with spiritual. We hear from your throne room today that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is judged of no man we are victorious we bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations for ever and ever someone say amen and amen bless god bless god thanks again for listening to family oneness where we're sharing the word of god that encourages our hearts and connects us to the lord bishop and i aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families because we know from Genesis to Revelations is all about a bloodline and that bloodline being the family of god the family oneness prayer circle Sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young church leaders. Hi, I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. We are having a service at The Rock Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our virtual Sunday morning service is live at 1045 a.m. to 1145 a.m. on our Solid Rock Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is services start at 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Also virtual at our Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop, Pastor, and I look forward to seeing you there. We will will see see you at at the Rock. Rock. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today.